This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. So, where do we begin? Oh, man. So many options. Oh, man. I can't be getting a flight to a man now. I've got gigs next week. Do you know what, do you know what uh, Lucy and I did uh, this week? Do you know what romantic... You know other people are going to hear this, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, only a few. Um, do you know what romantic thing that Lucy uh, booked for the two of us this week? Okay, I'm going to guess that it wasn't romantic. There was some sort of like horror experience. Woman in Black. Uh, no, not theatrical. Oh, um, you went to a haunted house. Uh, no. Ghost no. walk. Oh, you went to a boxing match. Oh, close. She Cage fight. Blood tests for the pair of us. Right. What like NHS? What do you mean? No, she. Uh, there was a clinic uh, near where we live. She was walking past. They were advertising B vitamin shots, which uh, gullible people go and pay to have. Um, she believes that because I'm vegan, I'm frequently weak and lacking in energy. So she True. brought us both B vitamin shots. When I got in there, she said, ha, we're actually going to have blood tests and see who's got the best blood. No, 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 no. That's not okay. Blood test is serious. I- I'm so scared of that needle. I The needle went in. All the blood came out. They sent it away. The results are in. Oh, wow. Uh, Who won? Uh, oh, Lucy won. Absolutely. Yeah. She, hers was about, I mean, well, one in the sense she's wasted her money, I think, because she had basically two paragraphs that said um, your red blood cells are a bit inflamed. It might just be because you've been a bit poorly or it might be because you drink too much. It's not because she drinks too much. She pours a glass of wine. She has two sips. I neck it before I go to bed. Um, that was about it. Mine. What fucking hell. There's a page mm. on there, mate. What? What pre-diabetic. No way. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm about three points off pre-diabetic. So you're pre-pre-diabetic? Pre-pre-diabetic, yeah. I need to cut out the carbs. Um, I need you to look exercise. Great. I told you that earlier. You look great. You look fresh and thin. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm dying, mate. Basically, I've got to, I've got, I'll be surprised if I see the season out. So you've got to, you've got to, what, cut carbs, cut sugar, anything else? Well, I mean, broadly, I'm just a knackered dad, aren't I? I mean, that's what it says. And equally, you know, like when you take your car in, they're not going to say it's absolutely fine, are they? They're going to say, oh, the wipers want doing and all that. They've basically looked at this tower of muscle and they thought, let's try and scam him out of a few more quid, see if we can get him to come back in and commit to uh, another blood test in six months. I'd love it if your uh, your results were done by, a, by like, a, a mechanic. Yeah, your red blood cells, mate, they're fucked. Yeah, I'll get you some more in, but uh, they won't be here till next week. He's basically hanging off. That's yeah. A, that's a trip hazard, that thing. 
Mm. What are you best doing is uh, mixing Ribena and uh, tin tomatoes. Put a bit of that in there. <laughs> so you've had your, um, I, I don't know what you call it, you, you kind of MOT, your bloods. Yeah, a health check, yeah. How quickly do you get the results then? Oh, a week or so, something like that. That's really fast. Yeah, not bad. Fucking wants to be for the price. I mean, it does. aren't we all pre, pre-diabetic? Well, I'm, I, I think the scale goes from like 0 to 42. 42 is pre-diabetic and I'm a 39, something like that. Okay. Um, but I was I was ill last week. I don't know. What sort of ill? Uh, I was just really struggling to process uh, blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell whether you're making this up or not. I'm genuinely worried about you. I'm all right, mate. I want you to be good. Nah. We all, all of us, have to- on behalf of everyone at CPFPL, <laughs> all of our thoughts are with the pre-pre-diabetic. Breaking news on CPFPL. John Richardson, co-host of Comedians Playing Fancy Premier League, has announced that he is pre-pre-diabetic. He joins us now. John, um, how are you reacting to this news? Uh, just getting through a lot of snickers. That's that a great sense of humor. Is that making it worse? See you through. And do you feel ill at all? Uh, spiritually, yes. No, body-wise, I think I'm absolutely fine. I had a trip to the podiatrist this week as well to have a, a routine corn looked at. I'm basically in the sexiest time of my life. Uh, I'm going bald. I have a corn. Still a frequent visit from uh, a, an internal hemorrhoid. Keeps me up at night. I just feel like I'd be surprised if anyone in the country didn't want to have sex with me. Breaking news on CPFPL, the co-host of the show, John Richardson, has announced exclusively on this show that he has a corn and a persistent anal hemorrhoid. He joins us now to talk about that. John, we'll come on to the corn. That is You must have some What have you got? I've got asthma and gout, eczema. You know, I, I claw my hands <laughs> to shreds in the night. There's blood all over the bed sheets every morning. Um, but it Listen, sounds like you may have the same problem, but maybe a couple of feet down the bed. So tell us about that persistent anal hemorrhoid. Why have you not been able to shift your old friend? Well, it just it's there, isn't it? It flares up every now and again. You uh, you, you do what you can with uh, creams and suppositories. I'm not, there. I'm, I'm not, it's I'm not having it dealt with. It's covered in hair. But is it a result of your diet? Is it a result of your behaviour? Well, do you know what? You're supposed to get them if you don't have enough fibre, which I find absolutely infuriating because I get nothing but fibre. Ask me what I had for my tea tonight. Lentils, what did you have for your tea? peppers, carrots. Do you know what? People can struggle to break lentils down. Maybe that's the issue. Well, I struggled. I struggled to break down the lentils in the pan, and I'll tell you why. Because I've always, I've always said this. You know this. I used to say it all the time when we lived together. Cook your lentils separately, and then add them to the sauce. I've, I've seen a that? few people recently. Well, I'll tell you why. I've seen a few people recently cooking lentils inside the broth, and I've always said to myself, you can't do that because if you put the stock in, if you put the 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 vinegars in, the tomato purees, yeah. the acid and the salt in the sauce are trying to dry out the lentils as quick as you're trying to cook them. And that thinking seems to have just drifted away. So tonight I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to do what all the cool kids are doing. I'm just going to fuck the lentils into the bolognese sauce rather than cook them separate. Could I cook these red lentils? Could I buggery? Like little discs they were, like them flying saucers you buy in the sweetie shop, but without sherbet inside. 
and it's because you cannot have the acids and the salts in there when you're trying to puff up your lentils. Breaking news on CPFPL. John Richardson has revealed that his anal canal is collapsing. He joins us now. A lot of people saying this is a result of not being able to break down lentils. Do you worry about the future of your anus? John, I've got some exciting news. You're retiring from comedy and emigrating. (laughs) No, even Uh. more exciting than that. We are going to release our very own CPFPL podcast beer with Kirkstall Brewery, and we've asked our listeners to send in their suggestions for what it should be called, uh, and like Erling Haaland, they have delivered. So, we've got a name for our new beer. Can you remember what it is? It's CPFP Hellas. It's a real quench boost. Um, I think it, I can't believe this is so cool that we've got our own beer. CPFP Hellas, a real quench boost, will be released soon by Kirkstall Brewery and we'll be giving some away as prizes to listeners and another slice subscribers. And we might even get some paraphernalia made up of beer mats and bar towels. Oh, this is the dream come true. Now, as we know, Kirkstall are known for their delicious cask beers like Three Swords and Dissolution, as well as modern hoppy beers like Virtuous and Judicious and CPFB Hells will be no different. We've got our own beer! As well as brewing great beer, Kirkstall also have some of the best pubs in Yorkshire like the Kirkstall Bridge Inn and the Cardigan Arms in Leeds, the Sparrow Inn in Bradford and their own tap room at the brewery on Kirkstall Road. You can get 20% off everything with the code CPFPL20. Just visit the website kirkstallbrewery.com, click on shop and enter the code for 20% off everything with the code CPFPL20 and oh my God, Coming to market soon, our own beer, CPFP Hells, a real quench boost. Can you imagine? I mean, is it the most egotistical thing in the world to get drunk on your own beer? It would be worse if it was called, like, 40. I got drunk on our own show. I've had five pints of me. Getting high on your own supply. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to taste it. Did you ever do the uh, the cockney voice at uh, at the Chelsea? No, I may have done yeah. it in the pub to amuse myself. But once we're there, actually, I mean, there were just so many Americans that the cockney thing actually felt kind of silly. I mean, it felt irrelevant. It was just all it was just very nice people, very mm. nice American people. Yeah, Mason Mount got injured. Was it, it was announced this afternoon? So, oh, this it did make you feel like you were abroad. Actually, it made it feel like we're at the NFL quite liked it because it made me feel less bad about going to watch another team do you know what I mean yeah I I don't really I don't really have any uh, compunction about going to see other teams I don't really feel any compunction no what's the word I don't feel guilty about Google it compunction a feeling of guilt or moral scruple that prevents or follows the doing of something bad John it was the right word I retract my cynicism I apologise I like it when I do that do you know why that's happened because you I'm, went to been, school. I wrote a foreword for a book this week, and I what really book? enjoyed it. Um, I don't want to say in case um, it doesn't get used, because it's not out yet. Um, but somebody's written a book, and they asked me to write the foreword for it. Okay, so we um, bleep it out, but you just tell me now, and then people maybe can guess hello at cpfpl.com by my reaction. So give us the name. All right. It's the uh, biography. Okay. Um, so the hardback has uh, been released and it's about to start its paperback print run and they wanted a foreword at the beginning, which oh, I wrote. 
You're a big um, fan. I am a big fan. Uh, are you? I only know this person's work through you, and your impression of them is excellent, as far as I'm aware, but I only really know them through you. So, um, oh, well, that's lovely, John. Very wholesome. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed writing. I want to write another book. Here's a, here's a hello at CPF. Oh, no. I want to not appear in public anymore. I'm sick of my face, my voice. I'm sick of the fact that my gait favours the left, which means I develop a, a corn. There's nothing about me being outside and the movements and the sounds that it creates that it brings any joy to me anymore or anyone. I would like to stay inside. I'd like to play LOLs with my daughter. And then when she goes to bed, I'd like to drink and write a book, but I don't know what to write about. So if anyone has an idea for a book, but they can't write it, you know, perhaps as a sort of pair, you know, you come up with a good book idea, but you can't write a book. I want to write a book, but I'm uh, brain dead, creatively bereft. I'm like the Nottingham Forest coach. I'm full of gas, but there's nothing in there. There's no, there's nobody in there. Just literally just fumes polluting the atmosphere Lovely. for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And you get abused on Twitter. I would say that if you don't have an idea for a book, you probably shouldn't write one. Secondly, I googled the person whose book they're from Kirkstall. Yes. And isn't that an amazing parallel? Because Kirkstall Brewery are making CPFB Hells a real quench boost. Yes. Yeah, well, it's all mystical forces. Mystical forces. And they run a pub yeah. called the Cardigan Arms. Mystical forces, Eddie. And are you um Seriously wanting to write another book with no ideas. Yeah, I do, yeah. I, I really enjoyed writing. I enjoyed the time in my own head. I enjoyed structuring a sentence. Everything I do now is reactive, and it's all about this is chat, isn't it? And it's lovely. But sometimes when you finish, you think, I think I've just talked shit. I think I've just yeah, baffled on, delude myself that it's content. And something nice about going back and saying, actually, I'm going to use the word compunction there, and you can just change it, and then you read it back, and you we change it again. And then it's crafted. It's nice. And people respect writers. Well, they respect people some like writers. I don't know if you've seen Twitter, but there are some very famous writers who get a very difficult time on there. Um, Not for their writing. Well, it, the idea that just being a writer will bring you respect, I think, is... So, oh, anyway. if, you, if you write a good book and then keep your mouth shut. You were 27 when you wrote that book. It's not me, it's you. Um, what a pile of crap that is, by the way. Well, it's a great book. I've got an email from the publishers. Did I say it? No. <laughs> We've got an email from the publishers saying, can you have a word with John and get him to stop saying that his book's shit? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. When did they say that? I, I must have been on Sunday brunch or one of these promoting something else. And, uh, you know, you love joys. Someone like that would have said, um, oh, you were last on here promoting your book, weren't you? And I would have said something like, yeah, sorry about that. I mean, it was a pile of crap, but I couldn't say so at the time. And, um, yeah, I think one of the... Uh, Publishers was watching and sent an email to my agent saying, I mean, it is still for sale. So could you get him to stop saying it? Well, it's it's available for £8.39 on Prime. I loved the book. I think it's still £8.39. That is a dear do. I remember you writing that. And my memory oh. is that you hated writing it. You, you sort of took oh, yourself did, away yeah. and we're in a right old state. Yeah, that was one of the low points of my life, writing yeah. that book. So I think maybe you shouldn't write another book. Uh, it really took its time. And I find you were finding it very stressful, hitting the deadlines. Yeah. 
Didn't you go on a holiday well, to basically a cottage on the edge of a cliff or something? That's how I remember it. Yeah, I did. I wrote uh, I wrote some of it uh, in Swindon. And then when uh, Swindon dried up, I went to um, uh, where Hannah Hawkeswell used to live. So I went and wrote uh, in the uh, Yorkshire Moors. And then when that got a bit bleak, uh, I went to, uh, I finished the book at Grange over Sands, uh on the sort of uh, Cumbrian coast uh, line down there near Barrow. And I found, oddly, that I worked best between five and eight in the morning. So I would get up at half past four and have a coffee and start writing. And by about eight, I was in such a funk that I just couldn't get anything else done. So then I'd go and buy the uh, Guardian newspaper and I'd go to the, I was still eating meat back then. So I'd go to the butchers and the greengrocers and I'd spend the rest of the day drinking red wine and cooking. I mean, it sounds great. What a bad do life. It. I don't, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the reviews of it. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I mean, look, you're a successful guy, so this is fine. The most recent review. And, and let's be clear, this is what you did in your best man speech at my wedding. So don't pretend this is a new idea. No, but that was for your DVD. That was different. Yeah. This is for your book. <laughs> the most recent review, 1st of March 2022. One star. <laughs> the title of the review is rubbish. <laughs> and the content of the review says, drivel. <laughs> what I also must say is, John, is the vast majority of the reviews are five-star, great service, and a quality book, very interesting. Funny. What's what's the name of the reviewer? Let's, what I do when I get a review like that is I, I sort of research the reviewer to see whether um, I think Laura. their opinion is valid. It says Laura. If it's any... If it's any Laura? Yeah, if it's any... Oh, <laughs> okay. So let me tell you about this reviewer, right? It says Impact Zero. She's done four reviews. She's given everything else four stars of a, or above. She gave five stars to a set of tree seeds. <laughs> Great starter set. Good mix of seeds. Bonsai tree seeds. She also bought a women's triathlon suit. And in 2016, four stars. Good value for money. Did exactly what I needed it to do. She bought a printable gift voucher for Amazon. Five stars. I hadn't bought my father-in-law a Christmas present. And with all the snow, I wasn't going to be able to receive one on time. He doesn't have a mainstream taste in novels. So I couldn't go and buy anything locally. With the voucher, he can choose what he wants. And I have something physical to give him on the day without leaving the comfort of my home. She seems to be very sort of easily pleased, apart from... Father or father-in-law? Brother-in-law. Sorry, Brother-in-law. spoke. Can, can no I just say, and, and I don't mean to cast aspersions here, but this is exactly why I do this, because sometimes the worst thing for me would be to click on somebody who's reviewed my book one star and then find we've got the same taste and find that they've liked, the last thing they've bought is the complete bottom DVD box set and given it five stars and said, oh, yeah. I love Rick Mail. Because then I think, fuck, that person's like me. They like what I like. And they thought they were going to like my book and it's shit. If I click on a review and I find it's the sort of person who buys an online Amazon gift voucher for someone for Christmas, I think that's all right. I don't mind if you don't like my book. <laughs> Not only someone who buys an online Amazon gift voucher, which basically to that person says, I couldn't spend a fourth second thinking about what to get to you. I got to three seconds and thought, oh, fuck it. I'll buy a website voucher for the website I'm on now. And I didn't think further than that. That's what that says. Just give them the cash. Just give them the cash. Give them the dollar. No, that's fine. Um, I'm now on the uh, audio book. Um, I've had a review from a Mr. NJ Brown. One star. Do you okay. know what it says? Go on. 
drivel. So do you think do you think perhaps these are Russian bots that are trying to sort of bring my book down with the word drivel? Maybe. Does this one sound like a, a Russian bot? This is another <laughs> oh, one. Shit. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I mean, it's a very cruel review. He says, I persevered longer than many and got to 63% of the book before he frightened me with his so-called zooming technique, which entails him sitting in the bath with the door. Oh, that's closed, good advice, that. Lights off, a large dressing gown on, and then covering himself with a large towel to get his head together. Sorry, John, that will not get your head together. You need professional help. Oh, that's a good review. I did. Uh, that's exactly right. I was depressed when I wrote my book. It's not a good book. I got some counselling, and now I'm fine. That's it's a really that's good book. I love that Don't you slag that book off. Do you know the first line? This this is what I hate in a review. So NJ Brown's one-star drivel review. Do you know what the first line says? Go on. I find John reasonably unfunny. Oh, hang on. Doesn't like me, so bought my book. I find John reasonably unfunny. I thought this book might be different. Lived up to nothing. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a weird... And is that Have a you ever reviewed purchase? anything? Oh, it's not a verified, verified purchase. purchase. No, purchase. unverified. Um, that's from Canada, that review. Yeah, oh, you can get it. top reviews from other countries. I can find out how my book's done around the world. Isabel in Spain, loved it. Stuart Gerber, he's in Canada, he loved it. Alejandro Garza, where's Alejandro Garza? Uh, Spain. Germany. Mother um, of hell. Uh, you wouldn't think it, would you? It's doing well in Canada. Tell you what, three reviews from Canada. There's only uh, NJ Brown. As long as I don't talk, let's find out where NJ Brown lives. So I can't find out. Oh, it is a verified purchase. Oh, oh dear. So next week, shall we do your book? Do you know what? I'm just looking. <laughs> it's more fun oh, if man. I do it, isn't it? What's it called? Politically Homeless. Fine. What does Vine voice mean? Yeah. Let's have a little look. Let's save it for next week, though. Yeah. I'm on the audio book. Remember, I got fucking Lambert. Mine got absolutely trolled, do you remember? Yeah, it did when it came out. Oh, my God, it got like... Basically, uh, certain communities online (laughs) express their politics by dunking on, you know, particular authors. Oh, my God. Matt Ford is a right-wing political propagandist who identifies as a comedian. His media career as a pro-establishment hired gun has made him an omnipresent figure on various media platforms, supporting the widely held suspicion the country is seeking to be wrong by Tony Blair by a reporter cabin immortal. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Fair dues. Yes. Do you know... Um, do mine next week. Some of them are fucking... Do you brilliant. know what I'd take from that review? Go on. At least you've been sort of called a gun. You know. Yeah, rather than a what? Well, the, you'd pick. I would pick there, and I'm not saying I did write that review. I'm certainly not saying I am Randy FB. Um, <laughs> you'd pick something hollow and impotent, wouldn't you, if you were trying to sort of shoot someone down? But actually, they, they've used a metaphor as something that is all a bit very destructive and uh, a force for bad on the planet. Nevertheless, yeah. potent weapon. Oh, yeah, so, good yeah. point. Are you up for a bit of uh, hit the post? Oh, yeah, go on. So uh, Gary Robinson's been on. All right, Gary. Uh, he says, hi, guys. Uh, Hello, this relates mate. to a conversation we had recently. He said, well done, John, on calling out Bing for the feckless, whinging cretin he is. I'm astonished Ooh. he's allowed on television. My children are six and four. I've never been so relieved when they grew out of Bing and latched on to the more positive can-do attitudes of Paw Patrol and Bluey, etc. Ben and Holly's peak of all of them. Nanny Plum is up there as one of the all-time great characters of all time. Uh, love the pod. Cheers, Gary. Cheers, Gal. Andy suggests a new format. Oh, okay. Andy Williams, no less. 
Um, I'm emailing to offer a format idea. Okay. Ryan Catchphraser is a play on the classic game show without requiring Stephen Mulhern. During this game, a classic quote from a famous football person is quoted and the contestant is required to name who the quote belongs to. Would you like to play along with his example? Yeah, go on. Um, do you want me to... I'll tell you what, I'll give you three points if you get it when I read it out in my voice. Then I'll read it in the accent of the person uh, and then I'll give you clues. Oh, I love this. God, you're fun. You're such a good mate. <laughs> Great company. <laughs> right, I'll so in my know. voice... You've got to fucking die to get three points. Mikan Arteta. Okay, fine. Um, I'm not going to give you the three points, and I'm going to ask you to... Uh, you're in the right realm. It is a manager, but you're going to need to come down a peg or two. You've got Steve to Evans. fucking die to get three points. Warnock. For two points, it's Neil Warnock. Wow. You've got to be got pleased to say, with that. Both of us had a blinder there. You played it right. There was the sort of um, tantric, delayed gratification of it going to that second round. Everyone wanted it to go there. It had to. And then from nowhere, wow, got it right. Bosh, two points in the bag. We go again. Um, we've had uh, other format suggestions. Alison Wonderland. What's Alison thinking about? <laughs> Liverpool fans will be asking that on a weekly basis. Um, Dick Van Dyke, where you interview uh, Virgil Van Dyke, but in a Cockney accent. Um, <laughs> but in a bad John one. Stone or John Stone. Uh, two facts, and you have to guess about whether it's John Stone or someone called Johnston. Um, oh, John Stone's paints trophy. Yeah. That's when John Stones painted a trophy. We got a bit of beef, didn't we, on Twitter this week. Uh, if we uh, read out the uh, fan league, top of the fan league is Ian Folger with 1,243 points. A bit of beef online this week. Someone tweeted in to say, it's pretty exceptional to be playing FPL properly and not have reached 1,000 points yet. Yeah, some people did come, some people this. rode to our rescue there. And said, yeah. Actually, no, most, only like the top 10% have done that. And now I do have over 1,000, so... I think people think because we do the podcast about it that we're good about it, but that that suggests they haven't really listened to the podcast. We have discussed hemorrhoids and prediabetes more than we have discussed FPL this week. Yes, this is more hemorrhoid than Harland, more prediabetes than... Go on. Pep Guardiola. (laughs) Um, Oh, I wrote a joke this week about a footballer. Go on. I was listening to a game while I was driving. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here we go. Uh, Which footballers... uh, Oh, no, I just remember I have to Google to check that the thing is what I think it is. Yeah, here we go. Um, Which footballer's favourite food is sushi? Oh, um, Tomiyashu. Uh, No. Probably is. (laughs) That would just be a factual answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, genuinely trying to answer that. I'm still in, like, trying to get points mode. Um, Eight Nori. You like that? For wolves. Because Nori's the the sort of seaweed stuff they're wrapping in. That is niche, isn't it? It's niche, yeah, of course. But this is, I mean, we're dealing, if ever there was a place for it, it's probably on a podcast like this, right? It is, which features football, improv, and... um, we do chat a bit of food, actually, don't we? We talk what, about food. We talk about football. Have you got yourself any food treats lined up for the coming days? 
Well, I've got to try and get this old uh, diabetic blood down, haven't I? So I'll be laying off the uh, white rice and the bread. There's all the Christmas food knocking about. I've said it before. I don't want to keep banging on about oh, it. The wow. Christmas tree is still up, by the way, in Richardson Towers. Whoa. Um, can't bring myself to take it down. We sort of miss Christmas through through various uh, things, oh, illnesses and travel thanks. and whatnot. As a result, didn't, Rich, you know what I found this week? The vegan panettone I'd put aside. Put that aside for Boxing Day, didn't I? I forgot to get it out. At some point this week, I'm going to eat a whole panettone. That's oh, just give us a bit. You want a bit? You have to come and get it, mate. I'm not, I aren't sending it, yeah? Can I get out? Oh, hang on. I'll get a pilot to fly it down for you. Well, I mean, Nottingham on Wednesday night. I'll see if Steve Cooper needs to send a letter, and if he sends it by private jet, I'll get him to lob a piece of... uh... Wednesday night, where are you? Come to the Um, game of Panettone. I am... Well, I'm at home, actually, on Wednesday night. I'm on BBC Breakfast on Wednesday morning, hawking my wares. I mean, having said what I said about promoting stuff, there's no worse place for me than BBC Breakfast. You can't swear. You can't say anything funny. Nobody wants you on there. It's a news program. No one wants to see me titting about talking about panel shows. They love it. Who are you on with? Lucy Beaumont. Which presenters? I don't know. Charlie, Charlie and Nagger. Nagger I You'd hope thought. so, wouldn't you? You'd hope so. Love them both. Give well, Charlie and the best. Them, please. Do you want me to pass on your best? I will do. Absolutely. Big fan. I get on very well with Nagger Manchetti. Okay. One of the best broadcasters in the UK, no question. Here we go, it's 40s hyperbole. It came Where's late this you? week. We're never sure where it's going to crop up, 40s hyperbole. We got to the 95th minute, very much a Stevenage last-minute winner. We had to get on to the thorny subject of Naga Manchetti before 40s hyperbole cropped up this week. 40, talk to us about the fact that you think Naga should be hosting the next Oscars. I, I And I would absolutely back that decision. I think she's an effortless anchor woman on... BBC Breakfast and her five live shows, excellent. Just the great mix of broadcasting talent, just, you know, intelligence, poise, humour. You know, one of the country's best broadcasters. Undeniably, surely. We're saying Nagaman Chessy's not one of the country's best broadcasters. That's all we've got time for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Specifically you. Steve. There we go, that's this week's special listener. Email Anyone called Steve? Yeah, get in touch. Hello at cpfpl.com. And go and slag our books off. You could get Don't on the podcast. Slag 40. Oh. If you give 40 a shit review this week, you might be on the podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. We didn't do this for your. Like, you know, we enjoyed historic slagging. Sure. Okay. So no reviews written in the, in the previous seven days will be read. Yeah. But also. Leave a five-star written review for the podcast. Should you wish to leave a five-star written review for John's book or for my book, John, on behalf of all the listeners, all of us here at CPFPL, breaking news. Today's podcast has come to an end. The final word goes to John Richardson. Bye-bye. <laughs>